Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Unbuckled and I am your intimacy architect, Christy Ann Bella. And today with me is a dear friend, an amazing goddess extraordinaire, Taylor Mirror. Welcome, Taylor. Hey, so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. So um, I, it's so funny. I met you, but like didn't click with you because of my own goddess bitch blocks um when I I first met you I was just like you know like yeah whatever like who's you know who's this new girl like coming around hanging out like and now she's like dating this guy that like everybody had the hots for um and then um so I really I didn't know anything about you I was just like oh you know you're like so-and-so's girlfriend and then we uh, we were hanging out one day and started a conversation. Um, and I like, I was like, holy shit, this person, like we have so much in common and there was like just so much depth to you. And I was totally blown away by that. And it totally made me like ego check myself of like, wow, okay. You know, note to self, like, let's not judge people and assume that we know them and like be dismissive because everybody's magic. And, um, we all have things to learn from each other. So yeah, so I remember that conversation it was only like a couple years back um, that I was like, oh my God, you do yoga and you went on this retreat and you had done all this stuff and, um, and astrology and, and it just unfolded. And so, and then I started following you on Instagram, which I love your Instagram is uh, the goddess gram and your stuff is just so inspiring and uplifting. Um, and so I was super excited to have you come on and talk all about your journey and yeah. And all that juicy stuff. So, so yeah. So thank you for reminding me to check my ego and, <laughs> and, you know, I think it's a hard thing that women, I can at least say for myself, um, I've had to really untangle and unprogram this idea that women are competition yeah. and really embrace this idea of, of sisterhood and togetherness and what we have to, um, to share with each other and how we support each other. And you've just been an amazing gift in my life. So, Uh, yeah, yeah. well, I'm very grateful for you. And yeah, it's amazing. It it kind of makes you wonder how much we miss out on Mm -hmm. with, (laughs) with our judgments and our ego. I've missed out on plenty. Yeah, Yeah, it happens. (laughs) But here we are. Yeah. So yeah. So if you're listening, ladies, (laughs) definitely start to uh, to open your hearts and trust that the women around you are actually part of uh, an amazing, intricate uh, weaving um, to to support and and love on each other some more. Um, So the goddess Graham is these beautiful, inspiring messages. And and your journey, because, you know, we hear the word goddess thrown around a lot. And I think if you um, are in the new age community, it's something that you hear often, but you actually came from a background of, of more traditional Christian religion. Right. And how did you come to that place of, you know, finding yourself in this kind of flux of, of what spirituality meant from this more organized structure? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and truly, that's where Goddess Graham was birthed from, was uh, finding myself um, outside of the church. Um, yes, I grew up Baptist, um, very uh, structured uh, church. And later in my teenage years, was introduced to more of a spiritual, um, free church. Uh, they call it non-denominational. So there was more spirit to it. And I really resonated with spirit um, my whole life. I have um, felt the power of spirit. Um, and it wasn't up until, you know, uh, I guess it's been six or seven years now, I began to uh, find spirit was within me and I didn't need anything on the outside to activate spirit. <laughs> and yeah. so um, furthermore, the goddess Graham is birthed from realizing that I am what I'm looking for. I am the divine. I am goddess. You are goddess. You are God. Um, it's within us. And if we can tap into that thing that's inside of us, if we can move past uh, our judgments of ourselves, 
you know, um, we can see that that power that we are looking for is right there within us. And yeah, and that can be a frightening thing. I think it's, you know, certainly the reason why um, I stayed in organized religion for a period of time as well. It, it just seems like an easier solution, this idea that like somebody else has the answers and you can go some, and somebody else has it figured out. And so you can just do what they say to do and you're set as opposed to being like, oh shit, the power is actually within me. I'm the compass of my life. I, my choices, my engagement in myself is actually you know, the, the directions. Um, so what was that like to, to decide like, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to in, engage with my power instead of following along. I'm going to take the leadership role in my own, in my own life. That's exactly what it is. Um, you know, I, I realized, you know, in the beginning it went completely the other way. I don't want anything to do with church. I don't want anything to do with religion. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with even spirit. You know, mm-hmm. I would, I thought it all came together and I needed to deny it all. Um, but then I realized like we actually can use Christianity. We can use the church. We can use tools like tarot reading and astrology. Mm-hmm. We can use those things as tools. And that's the difference is, you know, am I using this as a way to feel powerful or am I using this as a, a channel, as a funnel to uh, channel and uh to channel our energy, our power that's within us. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, we can use church and religion and, and astrology as ways to express that's what that, which is within us. And I found way more power in that um, because I can control this. I can't really control outside of me. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I remember a moment when I was like, okay, spirit and church are not the same thing, right? Like I had to do that same kind of untangling, you know, um, cause it's like, you know, if you're presented with something in this package, it, it's hard to not just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, to just be like, okay, I'm chucking the whole thing. Um, but our spirituality is such a huge part of our lives. And I think it's often the piece that goes missing when we talk about our mental health or our emotional wellness, our sexuality, um, is to, to forego this idea that we need a spiritual connection and spirit just being such a vital part because we are not just meat suits, you know, we're not just our bodies and we're not just our minds. There is something more going on, something more that connects us. And so when, um, when you talk about using tools, what, what was the first time you realized like, okay, I can tap into my spirit on my own. Like what was like one of the first tools that you um, started playing with to, to make that connection for yourself outside of what the church had taught you? Uh, outside of the church, um, before you said that, I was going to say, you know, prayer, prayer was a way, right. it was a way for me to use uh, power within the church, you know, mm-hmm. it's when I, I felt powerful. Um, and it wasn't a prayer of asking for something, it was yeah. more listening, you mm. know, you could hear, you could, yeah. it, and, and it was just that quieting. And that was when I was within the church, you know, um, but outside of the church, I found more like fun tools like tarot reading and astrology. And, um, you know, my goal is always to bring myself to the present moment Mm. to bring whoever, you know, I'm with, um, guiding or talking to my friends. I just want to be in the present moment. If we can get past our thoughts and into our hearts. And for me, that's what the tools do. And tarot reading was my first, um, experience with that. It was something I was scared of, you know? Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, because it is something that's, like, very taboo in in most, yeah, most religions is this idea of using these, like, false gods, false idols, these, like, devil's tools. Um, So somebody read your cards. Is that how it began? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was actually just having a a girl's time. One of my really good friends, Christy, um, we were just having a girl's night, and we were reading cards. And I was like, whoa. You know, for me, at first, it was like, this is giving me words to what Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. And it's a way to express what spirit is saying, you know. And for for a long time, I have felt spirit just unable to really find the words of expression. And to me, tarot helps express what I'm feeling about this energy uh, around me. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I um. I discovered that a lot of people in my family, my grandfather on my dad's side um, used to read playing cards and stopped because he, he would get messages that he 
thought were bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an interesting thing when we, you know, start to unpack using these tools um, or just even the idea of spirituality in general, that there isn't inherently a good or bad, which is something you often see in the church is this idea of like good and evil, um, the dark and the light. It's like it's it's all energy. And so, yeah, so I, you know, I remember when I came home with my first deck at like 17 or something, 16, um, and my family was like, oh, your grandfather used to do that. And he stopped because he read one time that somebody was going to die and he didn't want to do it anymore. And and so this idea to embrace all messages, like you're saying, in the present moment, like this is, you know, whatever in the present moment you need to hear or be revealed. So had you ever had any of that hurdle where you were like reading and something would come up and, and feeling like, oh, is this bad and do I not want to know this um, versus like coming to the place of accepting all information as just knowledge. Exactly. You know, I, I don't feel like I ever had a moment where I was like, oh, this is scary. I don't want to do this ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my thoughts before and right. then entering, it was more mm-hmm. of a freedom for me, but it does seem like a lot of people who come to get a reading or, you know, who are, have this question and this mm-hmm. fear, are you going to know something about me that I don't want you to know? Or, you know, are, are you going to tell me something bad? You know, I really like this guy. Please don't tell me that I can't be with him. You know, right. those types of things definitely come and you know what I always say to that is like hey you are the interpreter mm. and you're also telling the story right so you can switch up the story if you want <laughs> it's for this present moment and it's to let you know the energy of right now yeah but we yeah. you know we can change our story mm-hmm. you can take it and you can change your story so oh absolutely yeah I mean I I had a reading um a few months back actually and the woman was like you need to um, acknowledge that you're not really practicing what you're preaching. And so if you don't shift that, like things, you know, and the first time she gave me that, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then like a couple months later, um, she read for me again. And she's like, spirit is like calling you out. Like you, you didn't do the thing. So, uh, you know, if you don't do the thing, And it's like, yeah, so I had to decide, okay, yeah, what does that actually look like for me? But it wasn't like anything bad was going to happen. It's, you know, it's just a matter of at what point do I want to co-create and co-write this as opposed to just kind of letting it occur and not um, taking the steps I need for my own self to feel empowered in that present moment, to take action in a present moment, to decide like, okay, I am co-authoring this and I have the ability to change it. Because, I mean, the truth is, like, time is not linear, you know, like, we, we created this time construct here because it makes for good things like scheduling, like, hey, today we have this thing at this time, on this date, in this place. But otherwise, I mean, it just doesn't really exist. So you have the ability to change and, and adjust anything at any timeline. Um, and so to take these in as just like messages as, you know, as kind of flickering little lights that you could be like, Oh, do I want to follow that one? Do I want to, do I want to dig into that more? Um, Do I want to really be honest and reflect with myself to say like, how, how am I actually showing up in that space? So when you, um, I want to go back to prayer, I think for a moment, because I think it's something like you were saying, you pray and just ask for something. I think that's often, especially after um, things like the secret and the law of attraction became really like buzz amongst the mainstream was this idea that like the universe was some kind of like wishing machine and you could just be like, I want a Ferrari (laughs) and I'm going to sit and pray every day for my Ferrari. (laughs) Um, but that prayer is actually an opportunity to sit and listen and hear spirit and how have you been able to distinguish the difference between spirit and ego? Because I think oftentimes we hear a voice and that's usually our ego first. Like I was saying, where like my ego was first, like, I don't want to talk to this girl. And then spirit came in when I had seen you a few times, like, you really need to talk to this person. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you start to distinguish the difference between those? You know, I think that's when mirror comes comes to to place in my life and that's like what what makes me feel good you know Mm. like which thought makes me feel the best and you know if I'm looking at the situation and reflecting on the situation and you know my ego says you know 
I've really learned to detect that voice right. <laughs> because, you know, I know the next feeling is going to be of shame or mm-hmm. guilt or, right. you know, and so, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just, um, feeling, feeling into it. What makes me feel better in that moment? Mm-hmm. And yeah, scanning the body, you know, that's, it's like we we aren't all woo-woo spirit. I've definitely tried to live in that world of just being all esoteric and ethereal and like good vibes. But it's like we do have this meat suit. We we do have this body that we're here in. And it has amazing signals. And um, this idea of like gut instinct is not just some kind of cliche catchphrase. Like we literally, if you really think about it on a like science level, that's how you're born. You're born like gut first, right? Like you connect in through what then eventually becomes the umbilical cord, like you kind of grow your stomach, you grow this way to like feed off of the mother energy to live, to grow. Like those are the first cells that develop are in your gut is your whole like diet. And, you know, everything else comes later. Hmm. So it's like, that is the first thing that when you're developing in utero is you grow from that place. So that actually has more brain power than your brain. It has more knowledge and information about your body. So if you can check in with the body, um, I love to go through and I'll stand and I do this a lot in classes with people when I'm working on consent and boundaries and yes and no is to like stand and remember a time when you were a yes and see how it feels in your body to activate that memory. And then remember a time when you were a no and see how that feels and kind of use that as a gauge to figure out. And so I think that's something, you know, in any moment we can kind of check in and be like, okay, where do I feel this? Yes. Feeling, where do I feel that heart opening expanding versus this contracting? Yeah. And, and what is that contracting? Is that contracting a genuine, Hey, this is not safe fear. Or is it the ego? That's like, um, and practice. Yeah. Practice. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all, we're all practicing. <laughs> we're all practicing. How many times, mm-hmm. you know, do we give in to that ego and that's okay too, Yeah, you know, and learning the lesson from it. And, but like I said, like my biggest is being in the moment, you know, and sometimes I get caught in my head mm. trying to decide whether this is the right move, whether right. it's the wrong move, whether I'm the here or there, you know, and just coming back to that moment, taking mm-hmm. a breath like you do so well, <laughs> help me breathe. <sighs> yeah. And um, just being in the moment and yeah. And it's a really hard thing to do. I mean, we say it so easily, but I... I've spent years future tripping about shit that I think might happen at some point or another. And like 99% of the time does not fucking happen. Um, Or in my past worrying about like, if I, Oh, if I could just do that differently, I would have said this thing. I would have done this thing. I would have, you know, um, or having imaginary arguments with people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. In the shower. Shower's the best place for those. (laughs) I do it a lot. Well, I don't drive as much here now that I moved to Nashville, but when I used to live in Los Angeles and I was in my car for like two and three hours a day, oh my God, like the asinine arguments I would have with the imaginary people in my head. Um, (laughs) Just so much time like wasted on, on thoughts that, yeah, that just keep you from, from experiencing now. And I think now can be a scary place because there's something strangely safe, even if it's unhealthy about living in the past, because we feel like we know it. And there's something like almost enticing and exciting about future tripping because we want to like, and also in a safety mechanism, I think we do it often too, to like pretend that we're preparing ourselves for Mm -hmm. something. And somehow if, if this occurs, I'm going to be ready for it because I overthought about it for five hours. So this idea of just being in the present moment in the now can be really unsettling. Um, So what is like a practice technique that do you have something like to help you like, okay, I'm coming back to now. Like I'm catching myself Mm -hmm. doing that thing. And this is how I'm practicing being now. I would probably say a mantra of trust. Mm, that's a good <laughs> you know, one. Just trust because I feel like my, when I go into my head and all, it's just like I'm falling away from trust and mm-hmm. trying to figure it out myself <laughs> rather yeah. than letting it just 
play out. And yeah, that's where I seem to get misaligned is in my trust. Like, Mm. okay, if I'm feeling that and I am desiring that, I can just let it go. Yeah. (laughs) Be here and it'll come. Mm -hmm. It's huge. I think trust, it's so tricky um, because it kind of, it's like we ask for things or we put our, our intentions out there of what we, we would like uh, throw throw our wishes into the great well of the universe. And then to trust that, you know, it's like the rolling that you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Um, and so to trust when things show up, that it is what you need. And yeah. it's been my practice recently to try not to ask the universe for like, this is what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I want so many clients. I want X amount of money. I want blah, blah, fill in my latest phase that I'm in of desire and to just be like, okay, I'm going to trust that you are going to guide me where I'm supposed to go to who I'm supposed to talk to, to what I'm supposed to do. And my job is to just be in the present moment to hear those cues and show up in the great play of life um, in that moment. And so to build that muscle of trust I think it's the willingness to, to let go of perfectionism, I think is a big, at least for me, that's Huge. been a big piece yeah. of, yeah, of not thinking that it has to look some certain way mm-hmm. um, has helped me build that trust muscle to be in the present moment. And um, yeah, I think, you know, when, when we think about trust, it's, it can often feel like settling at first, maybe that you're just like defaulting um, mm-hmm. because I think we have a mis- misconstrued idea about our doing that. Like, you know, we have such yeah. a, like in this consumerist capitalist is, is like, we have to do stuff. You have to work harder. You got to hustle. You got to mm-hmm. get it. You got to make it happen. It's a dog eat dog world. And if mm-hmm. you don't do it, who's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, actually that's how you kind of get in your own fucking way. <laughs> and yeah. up like tripping over your shit. Yeah. So what, um, like, what was a moment where you realized like, Oh shit, it's working. Like, my, my laying, my kicking back and trusting. It's like, oh, it's happening. It's yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely experienced those moments of letting go and seeing how things go. I, I want to go back. Yeah. To you said something about um, the trust. Uh, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. But trusting. Um, it, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to we'll that. Come back to it. <laughs> I um, forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, trust is, is not an easy, especially for me with having uh, trauma experiences, trust was something I did not come to easily. I, I was very, and still have moments. Like, I think it's still probably one of my biggest blocks to just like settle into this place of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to dive into that even more in just a moment, because we're getting ready for our break. And I want to give you all the ways to connect with Taylor Mirror and the goddess Graham. So you can get a reading. She has uh, her astrology readings. I've experienced them. Her, t- her tarot readings are amazing. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been so insightful to me. So um, it is the goddess Graham. That's just like you would think. T-H-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S-G-R-A-M.com and on Instagram, the goddess Graham. So you can find her there and we will be right back with intimacy architecture and unbuckling all this juicy esoteric stuff of spirit and joy with my darling guest, Taylor Mirror. And I'm Christiane Bella. Thanks for listening. about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcine Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Unbuckled, and we are unbuckling all the spiritual juicy goodness about trust and alignment and just being in your divinity of your goddess self with my guest, Taylor Muir, and I am your hostess, Christiane Bella, your intimacy architect. Um, So before the break, we were talking about my challenge in finding trust after trauma and really thinking, I, I definitely went through this for a long time of like the universe, the spirit. God energy, whatever, let these things happen to me. And so how could I trust you? Like, you know, look what you've put me through. Um, So coming to a place of reconciling that there is a greater unfolding of all things. And, and there isn't, um, there isn't some spiritual being like out to get me that that spirit really is on my side. And so what has that journey been for you and understanding that relationship of like, spirits for you yeah I you know realizing that mind and body um, are important but also spirit is just important and spirit that spirit is me it's a part of me and realizing that it's not me versus it Mm -hmm. but it is me and it is on my side and it is the one that's whispering um inside you know Mm -hmm. it's the voice it's the still small voice it's the gut feeling it's the intuition and learning to trust that it's on my side that greater power the the oneness that Mm -hmm. that the the, the one thing that makes us all one um and then we can so beautifully through our bodies and through our minds express that oneness individually so I love that and that that's the, you know, the idea of, um, in my Kundalini training, they really, in, for this idea of like, see God in everything. If you can't see God in everything, then you can't see God. Hmm. Um, and so this idea that, you know, even, and <laughs> it was like a thing, you know, especially when, when Trump was in office, um, that I would hear a lot of the people in that Kundalini community say is like, even in him is God, like he is teaching us something. Um, and I felt that way when the whole COVID thing broke out too, is like, this is God, this is God, like showing us the opportunity to embrace death, to embrace trusting ourselves, to embrace what we can do for our health and our wellness. So all of these things, even if they seem challenging are an opportunity to come back to spirit. And I think when we're challenged, the, the tendency often is to run away, to be like, fuck spirit. Fuck, there is no God. Like God is dead. I'm, you know, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> um, and so in challenging moments, because I know you, you've had some really challenging moments in your life um, to be able to, to come back to spirit. What it has been your experience in, in not forsaking and not running and instead running, going back to yourself, like deeper in, inside, as opposed to trying to um, outwardly fill the, fill, fill, the fill the void. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's just, I, I really don't know what the, the drive is in me, um, in my life, in my you know path, other than, it feels better. It feels better to me. It feels better to me to try to try to find the peace within myself because, you know, you you mentioned running. It's like, Mm -hmm. I can't run from me. Right. You know, (laughs) so I might as well love me. I might as well find some, some magic inside of me. And, um, and that's what we have to do with the person in front of us. It's Mm -hmm. like, they're there. This is the moment you've arrived in this moment and we're, we're there. Let's try to see the God in, in both of us and, Mm -hmm. and honor the God because, I believe, despite, you know, how much we blame the other, it's just as much as our Mm -hmm. responsibility for arriving in this moment, whether we did it consciously or unconsciously, here Mm. we are, (laughs) you know, so let's love it because the only way we can move through something is to love it and embrace it. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's jump into astrology because I think when most people think of astrology, you maybe know what your sun sign is, right? You're like, like I'm a Pisces, Um, but there is so much more to it than that. And 
and I'm becoming even more like into it recently with like, okay, planets, you know, are in retrograde and, and things are shifting. And I have this like huge epiphany moment recently when Pluto came out of retrograde and Saturn came out of retrograde. And I was like, okay, I, I, this habit is no longer serving me. And I like, it has to change. And then I, I did that action before I knew that those planets had shifted. And then when I like looked into it, I was like, holy shit, those were the planets that are all about like your unresolved stuff, your shadow issues, your like needing to take direction. So, you know, if you think, I mean, here we are, we're like on this rock spinning in this galaxy surrounded, you know, in this great Milky Way system, it's all happening. Um, I feel like it's not that you have to maybe put all of your stock in it, but I feel like to say that it doesn't matter is dismissive because literally like the pulls gravitationally and all of this stuff. It's like, it changes the tide. It changes the seasons. It, you know, so I feel like you can't say it doesn't have something to do with the way our lives go. Um, So what got you into astrology in the first place? What was that moment to care more about just whatever your sun sign was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was exactly the epiphany you had. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not only about the sun sign. And um, I had someone, you know, teach me a little bit about it in just like a quick hour. And I just resonated so much. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. And, you know, the biggest feeling was, you know, there's more to me Mm -hmm. than just my personality, just what I show you. And so that's what astrology is like. It almost empowers you to be all of you, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay that you have this tendency to shy up when you get around this type of person. Like that is the energies. That's the energies dancing together. And so it's more of a freedom and it's a freedom to understand others, you know, like, oh, they were born, you know, at this point, you know, when the planets were, you know, giving us more energy and the planets were, you know, making us uh, work harder. And, you know, and then I was born at this time of just of silence and peace. And, and so it it really clears up the differences in our personalities Mm -hmm. and gives us a sense of appreciation for each other being different. Yeah. I need, you know, um, Pisces in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there's a lot to it. There's like rising signs. There's, um, you have your moon sign. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of like the different things? Like if you're going to have your birth chart read, like mm-hmm. what are some of the things you want to kind of pay attention to? Um, and what are some things to maybe get a little bit more curious about? Yeah, I think every astrologer, every uh, person that reads astrology reads it differently from their point of view, from their experience. And um, just like we see each other differently, you know, I see you different than anyone Mm -hmm. else. And my experience with you is different than anyone else. So it's the same thing with astrology. Um, And a lot of astrologers and people who read astrology have found their specific, you know, way that they like to do it. I personally love the North Nodes. I love to go straight to the North Nodes just because um, it's about, you know, what we've come in this lifetime to uh, experience, what we've come to do this time and the Mm. tendencies that we've come to leave behind. Mm. You know, um, we're born with with tendencies where we're born, you know, I have a three-year-old who (laughs) has a tendency just to... um, be straight up with you. <laughs> like, you know, he, he lacks, uh, or not lacks, but he tends to not uh, be in the emotional mm-hmm. uh, a lot where my four-year-old is more emotional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just has, they, we, have, we come into yeah. this world with tendencies and we can't deny that. Um, and so what North Nodes do is say, hey, these are your tendencies. You know, you've brought them here from another life or, you know, whatever you believe in you've come here with these tendencies and uh, this time, this journey is about learning to enjoy life, you know, that without those, those Mm. things. And it even, you know, can go deeper into saying what your vocation was in a Mm -hmm. past life and why, why you do these things and how you can relax, you know, like mine, for instance, for instance, uh, I may have been a doctor, Mm. um, 
in my past life and I can feel that sometimes. And um, so I have a tendency for perfection. You know, everything needs to be perfect. I've got someone's life in my hands. You know, I've got to be the savior. I'm about to save this person. And so I have a tendency sometimes to get caught up in a relationship of fixing, Mm. fixing someone, making them, you know, be something um, to save them. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like it's my responsibility. Yeah. And so that's why I tend to focus more on the North nodes. I love the North nodes. Um, I love that. Cause I think it's a thing that most of us don't know. Like until I started having charts read and, and things, you know, doing astrology readings with people like yourself, I had no idea that I was like, what the fuck is a North node? Like, <laughs> like what does that even mean? Oh, there's still things I, I really, you know, I haven't even tapped into. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge umbrella that you can definitely have a lot of fun unpacking. Um, But yeah, I, it was, it's interesting that, you know, you bring up the North node because when you did the reading for me, addiction was one of them. And it's something that's been a generational thing in my family for years. Um, And it's something that I've worked my way through. Um, I've talked briefly on this show before about like navigating a a brief like Coke period that I was in in my 20s. And now I'm in my 40s. And I just like let go of my last addiction um, with weed, which was like a huge one because I think especially in a time when it's like it's like legal in almost every state. And I, I absolutely advocate and believe in the medical uses. But I know from my personality type, I have a hard time with anything, whether it's like TV, whether it's sugar, whatever it is, like, I am not someone who like, just eats the one M&M, like I eat like the whole bag of M&M. So yeah, so it's like, if I have something where I'm like, I'm gravitating towards it, it's like, really hard for me to just be like, oh, I can just dabble in this. It's like, no, I'm like a go all the way in. And like, we're like drowning in it. (laughs) It's like nothing at all. So I had to recognize that about myself. And, and so that was something when you did the reading um, and it had come up in other readings before, but I think when, when I did it with you, I was like, okay, I really like, mm-hmm. let's like sit with this and see it's like, amazing. how is this still showing up? Um, so yeah, so it's been a huge shift to just be like, okay, I'm going to transcend this. I'm going to let go of this. Um, and what, yeah. And what, what, uh, what am I making room for? And that's the trust, right. You know, yeah. is like, I trust that spirit and the universe is helping to align me to something else um, rather than distracting myself with something that's familiar. Yeah, right. Yeah. And having that reading kind of empowered you to do mm-hmm. that because now you know, oh, the stars are on my side. Right. You know, and I have this uh, token, you know, mm-hmm. not that we need it. We don't have to have it. We get to have it. We get to have these beautiful tools to guide us. And yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um did you ever, um, did you ever have a moment where like read, you read your kids charts, obviously. Sure. <laughs> so is there something where you're like trying to prepare them for what maybe is to come kind of based on that? Or like, have you ever sat with them and been like, you know, obviously they're pretty little still, but um, yeah. Have you ever talked to them at all about like you know, it's funny that you asked that. I learned my lesson with this. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to our children about our charts. Because um, my oldest, I have a 12-year-old, and mm-hmm. he knows his chart, you know, a few things about his chart. And sometimes he uses it as an excuse, you know. And that's another aspect of astrology is let's not use these mm-hmm. things to empower um laziness or you know to empower the things that are keeping us from our dreams instead let's use it as a platform to launch from (laughs) and so I've had to have that talk with my 12 year old um because he's a Virgo Ah. and um he he loves order he loves order you know um and so that's one thing I always tell people also with astrology is with anything with anything tarot reading astrology religion don't get trapped in it don't let it become the god always remember you're the god you're the god you're the spirit that's flowing through these tools and um use them to build not tear down because they can be used for both Mm -hmm. everything can be used for both and so that's my message is i use it for to find the divinity to find our power yeah (laughs) 
So, and, but with my younger two, they haven't yet. And another thing I'll say about children is, you know, with children, they don't, you don't even start seeing some of their signs until they're older because Mm -hmm. they don't have any walls built up. Mm -hmm. They don't have, you know, they're just flowing and um, it's actually beautiful um, to focus on their sun sign until from my experience to just focus on their sun sign till mm-hmm. till they start experiencing yeah. you know troubles and <laughs> I love you told me one time that your oldest son um came and was like you're in my dream like <laughs> <laughs> said it to you you were yeah. like, oh that's yeah. amazing yeah. yeah like yeah like you yeah. know this is all a dream this is all a hologram yeah. like and and you're in mine and yeah. so <laughs> I was yeah. like that's a very woke child yeah yeah he yeah. asked me if I could read up on lucid dreaming and let him know how to do that I love that well we are going to take another break and we will be right back with Unbuckle are you tired of having the same fight over and over again is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do! Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. I am Christiane Belli, your Intimacy Architect, and we are unbuckling today with Taylor Mirror, talking all about the spiritual juiciness of astrology, tarot, and just coming into your spiritual self and um, and just really embracing the trust of knowing that you are a goddess or a god or however <laughs> you want to define that. Um, I know I've been playing around. I was like, is there a gender neutral term? I, I guess not. Yes, really. there yeah. is. is there, there? Well, yes. Hugh. Hue. Yep. Which, uh, just like light. So you have he, she, and hue. Oh, I like that. And if we look at human, right. You have God and man. Yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. I love that. So you, hue, H U. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's God and man. Yeah. That's That's perfect. Um, So something we talk about a lot on the show is this idea of, of holding space and, and sacred space. And what does that mean to you to, to have sacred space or to, um, to hold a sacred space for someone? Yeah, to me, that's just, uh, you know, clearing, clearing out our minds for the moment. The exact mm-hmm. thing we've been talking about, getting in the moment, finding, um, finding ourselves in the moment. And um, so there's different tools. Mm-hmm. you can use to clear space, to find sacred space, to create sacred space. You know, some use sage, incense, oils, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you could even look into the eyes of the other, you know, someone mm-hmm. else. And that's a good clearing because when we can look into each other's yeah. eyes, everything else kind of disappears. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and building sacred space is really important. You know, it's not something that we can do all day long, every day with everyone that's around us. So I, I say build a sacred bubble, <laughs> you know, around you. Um, but of course, we even break those. We pop those a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, making when I do any kind of guiding through terror mm-hmm. or astrology, I always try to create a sacred space so that we can tap in, Mm -hmm. you know, we can tap into the divine. Um, And I believe that everyone is sacred soil. So if we can get to that sacred moment and plant some seeds (laughs) into each other, it's only going to grow more sacredness, more magic. I love that. It's so beautiful. And and there is so much magic in the, you know, like we really, like, if you think about it, I was um, watching a TED talk recently and it was like something like, 
in the trillions, like the odds of you being born a human, like being born a human being is like, like the, it, like some crazy trillion number, you know? So it's like, it's like so faint. So when you think about being here, I mean, it just really is such a magical process. And, and so the ability to see the magic and the spirit and the divinity in, in everything around us is just such a gift. Um, I love one of the things that you uh, wrote on our, our little pre-show thing is you are the answer that you seek, yeah. but I love a good treasure hunt. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we're all here. We're, we've lost ourselves on purpose mm-hmm. so that we can find ourselves yeah. for, for purpose. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's fun. It's like this great cosmic game of hide and seek. It is. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, we have beautiful. The, the privilege of playing. And, um, and I think, yeah, to be able to, to take some of the seriousness out of it um, and to be able to come to this playful place. And like you were saying with your kids, to be able to watch them and see like they haven't been boggled down by all of the things that society tries to tell you who you're supposed to be or what box you're supposed to check. And they just have this freedom and this joy to just be in that present moment. Yeah. 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 yeah my children are, are definitely, they bring me to the present moment. They're a definite tool in my life to bring me to the present moment. You can't, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't be with them and not be present. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They crack me up. I just love them to death. They're <laughs> yes. amazing. Yes. 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 Um, so, you know, uh, you said earlier, the asking, mm-hmm. we were talking about the prayer. Um, you know, there is a law and it's ask and we shall receive. Mm. Um, I think the magic that creates that is asking and releasing, mm. not, not feeling like we have to figure out how it's going to happen, what it's going to look like, but what are we really asking for anyways? Like just, you know, yes, we name it a car, we name it a house, but really what we're looking for is that feeling, that yes. feeling of happiness, the feeling of, you know, worthiness, mm. the feeling of togetherness. That's what we're longing for. That's it. All mm-hmm. we, we, we feel like those things kind of give us that, but ultimately we're just looking for the feeling. And so in every moment that I get with someone intentionally through through my tarot reading or astrology, that is my intention is to bring that feeling, mm. you know? Yeah. And if we can feel it, we yeah. can have it. <laughs> yeah. Because it is it's a vibration. I mean, we, vibration. we live in a vibrational universe. Um, and it's just frequencies. And, and so, you know, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's not the thing it's mm-hmm. you know you've you've given meaning to what that thing represents but it's really an emotion it's a feeling of like that energy mm-hmm. that's yeah that's far beyond you know if you actually get the car or not right, it's right. you know it's that feeling of freedom it's that feeling of of leisure of travel of excitement of adventure that's really the the vibrational place that you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the willingness to let go, right. Let, let, let go and let God. Um, yeah. And that's the, that comes back to the trust, which um, it is a practice. It is absolutely a daily practice. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, prayer and meditation has been a huge building block in that and strengthening that is, mm-hmm. you know, is just to sit um, sometimes in silence, sometimes with a mantra or, or, you know, some breath work or something, but just to get, out of the thinking part of my brain and into that feeling place, into that place where I can hear that quieter whisper of spirit rather than, uh, than feeling like ego is, is driving and not, you know, we need ego. Like ego is why I'm here on the show. (laughs) Ego is why I, I, I was like, Hey, why don't you come and talk on this? show? (laughs) We, We need ego to, to help, you know, show up in the world, but, um, ego makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, spirit is, is definitely, you know, is really the, the, uh, the guy behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That which flows through. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That which flows through. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And flow is not always an easy thing. Um, you know, especially when you get fixated on wanting something or feeling like you need to have something in order to, check the next box or, or achieve something, you know, to just allow it to flow. 
um, cause you had that recently, like you, you had to flow into a new house that was still under construction and, sure, yeah. and flow with, you know, all kinds of things. And it, it just kept showing you how the universe had your back right. with, you know, neighbors coming around to rally, you know, all of these things unfolding. Yeah. 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 That was, I, I've been in a state of trust, <laughs> intentional trust for a while. Yeah. With the house. And yeah, there was a moment where I just realized like, what am I trying to get to? Mm-hmm. Like, here it is. This is the moment. Like all of these things that are happening, my house isn't ready, but we're moving in. It's those were things that allowed me to connect with my neighbors mm-hmm. to receive, um, which I'm getting so good at. Yeah. I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> and um, yeah. And, and to be who I want to mm-hmm. be in this world. There mm-hmm. were moments that I got to connect with people and to show trust and to show faith and to practice what I preach, you yeah. know? So, yeah. And it's yeah. been beautiful. It's been mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Uh, receiving is huge. I think, you know, oftentimes we ask for stuff and we have like our lids are closed. We're like asking for things and it's like your container is closed. You're not even in a receptive place to, to bring that in. So I think that's a huge block to release in, in the, in the expression of, of this dance with your spiritual self and realizing that you are divine um, is to open up to receive things. Yes. 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 And co-creation has been Mm -hmm. the word, um, that's helped me walk through that and learned Mm -hmm. how to receive that this is a co-creating thing that's going on. This isn't about me creating my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to allow other people to be a part of that and I get to be a part of co-creating with you and it's all a co-creation. And for me, I use the elements to understand what co-creation is. You have Mm -hmm. fire, you have air, you have water and you have earth and you have spirit. And Mm -hmm. we're all a, a makeup of those five things just different, (laughs) different makeup. So, um, yeah, just trusting in the co-creating that we're here co-creating together and what I can't do, you're going to do what, you know, I can do, I'll do Mm -hmm. and trusting that it's all happening. Um, and we're in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have a thing that I often teach is, you know, is to pass something on purpose, to purposefully pass something on, to give somebody else a chance to show up and shine. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be challenging to, you know, again, to receive the help, to receive the support, to not feel like you have to be everything for everyone because our ego loves that. We love to feel needed and right. wanted and that, you know, we're the only ones who can do it. Yeah, but doesn't the person in front of you want to feel that too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say that to myself, Mm -hmm. you know. We're all wanting to feel that. And that is, um, that's my message. That's my hope. That's my heart is to make other people feel empowered. Yeah. You know. And you do. Yeah. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah. It's such a gift to know you. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you got to come on Mm -hmm. and hang out with us today on Unbuckled and Talk. Mm -hmm. And so once again, you can find Taylor Mirror at thegoddessgram.com and on Instagram on goddessgram. Highly recommend you follow her. Her stuff is just super uplifting and inspiring. It is such a gift and such a joy. Thank you. Yay. So I hope you have some fun out there. Hop online, maybe Google your birth chart, get yourself some tarot cards. Don't believe what people say. You can buy your own tarot cards. Nobody has to gift them to you. That's like some fucking (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) You can throw all those rules out the window. Um, And just being willing to play, play with magic, play with divinity. And remember that you are that which you seek. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So this has been an absolute delight. Any final thought for our audience? Oh, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm super grateful to be a part of this. And yeah, wish everyone well in your magic. Yeah, yes, you are. (laughs) You have been listening to Unbuckled. I am Christiane Bella. My guest today has been Taylor Miller. And we love you and we wish you well. Many, many blessings on all of your adventures, wherever life finds you. Trust that it's exactly where you're meant to be. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.